And I'm Dan. And it's After Work. Where we talk about the things we do after work. Yeah, not that boring stuff in the middle of the day. Like, uh, I've discovered that uh, with this new downloaded song on my phone, I can't get it as low as I could before when I was playing it directly from YouTube. Interesting. But this is what we're going to do. This is as low as it gets, because if I go one click lower, the volume from the intro song goes away. What if you this use is a the okay, silly so thing that we're discussing in our intro here? It's a very expensive device sitting in front of you, and there's a slider. I don't move any of these knobs on the on here. <laughs> Those are just for show. They're perfectly set where they uh, need to be. Uh-huh. Every knob has its place. Because if I move it, it won't. Huh. Anyways, it's uh, for my other podcast. Yeah, I can't talk about that. Sorry about this is, this is after It's work. the podcast about podcasts where you get paid to talk about it. Anyway, we can't yeah, talk about I it. Yep. Hey, Dan. Turns out, I just got home, not but yay, minutes before. Yeah, yeah. Not even enough time to, no, I had enough time to use the bathroom. But uh, whenever you do weird things, it confuses me. Uh, but I just got, I heard the good news. Oh, yeah? I heard, yeah, have you heard the news? The good news. Tell me. Uh, apparently, Fourth graders are allowed to walk home their their younger siblings from school. Do you have one of those? I have a fourth grader now, mm-hmm. and he walked our first grader home from school. It was a success, successful trip. My wife uh, pairing successful. There was a uh, to get them like they're not allowing any parents in the school, so mm. uh, that would be tricky with the first grader. No, nah, he. What they do, they meet up on the blacktop. They have all the classes. The teacher's standing there. They get in line. Mm-hmm. And then they walk in. But In a military style. Yep. They yeah. uh, Actually, what they do is they the, ele- the little elephant grabs onto the tail of the, the, uh, the whatever elephant. And in a walk- military style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife had to... The teacher was doing an after... Hey, come meet me. I'm going to be sitting out front if you want to come meet me. So she's like, I want to meet my kid's teacher. I've never met this guy that my kid's going to be hanging out with for six hours a day. So she wanted to meet him, but it was after school. Right. She said to our son, you can either sit there while I talk to your teacher for 10, 15 minutes, or you can walk home. So he just grabbed his little brother... And and they walked home together. And the government allows this? And the government allows it. Turns out uh, there's another kid that lives on our street. So he was like 50 feet behind this other kid walking down the alley. Like, so he wasn't really by him. He was with another parent up ahead. In case anything happened, he could scream and be like, help, something, my, my, my brother fell in a well that wow. someone put in this alleyway all of a sudden it's really poor place for a well placement your son's name lassie anyways success so now you know they don't need parents anymore they can do that every day clean they can they can do all the things i was definitely walking home in fourth grade i mean i walked home in less than fourth grade so my by myself so my kid oh so my brother was two years older than me, so fourth grade was probably when I started walking home because I had an older brother that would probably went to middle school and it was like, okay, 
you don't have you've done this a thousand times. Now's your shot. And I immediately uh jumped on the school bus to my friend Carrie's house mm. because they didn't check You didn't have the little tag with a different color? They didn't check that was pinned to your jacket. They did not check that. I just, you know, got in with the crowd, rode the school bus after school to my friend Carrie's house, you know, mile and a half away. And then I walked home at 5 p.m. in the dark. <laughs> Wait, 5 in the dark? It was winter time. Okay, it's not the... All right, all right. But, you know... Story checks out. There was This was before cell phones. My parents probably just got home and were like, ah, he'll show up at some point. That's probably what happened. Well, they didn't notice. Anyways, my kids were at home for like 10 minutes by themselves. Was the door unlocked or were they just playing in the backyard? The door was... They Oh, Jackson has a key. Oh, he nice. He has his own house key. Oh, that's good. And he was making his little brother do all the work. I haven't given my 15-year-old a house key. Well, someone's always home, right? Well, he's got the code. Okay. And he just comes in through the garage. What's that code again? Eight six seven five three zero nine. Oh, easy killer! Don't give Got it away. It. Don't 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 tell. I call my garage door Jenny. Jenny. Okay. Uh. Well, Dan, how are you? How have you been? I've been pretty well. Um, I chose not to celebrate this weekend. Oh, it's Labor Day. Whoa, easy. This podcast is anti-labor. This is after work. I'm unionizing the shop. I'm unionizing this podcast. We don't do labor on this podcast. I'm going to get my shop steward in here, and we're going to discuss this. We're going to write up a contract. Anyway, I was just thinking about that, not but like five minutes ago, that that holiday is kind of against everything we stand for on this show. Or at least everything we stand for. Forced day off. What are you talking about? It's an extra after work day. I mean, I took the day off, but. It's all we stand for. Not after work time. No, the holiday isn't all we stand for. Getting a holiday off is all we stand for. Okay. See, you're getting them twisted. And and I don't don't, even. Don't get it twisted. And I'm not even trying to stand. Like, can I just recline for something? (laughs) Yes. Yes, this is a, yeah. This is, I will show you my appreciation. The lazy boy of holidays. By relaxing even more. Yeah. Uh, Nothing for labor? Do you cook up some steaks? I cooked up, I uh, smoked some chicken. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I took the leftovers of that chicken. Oh, man, those are some big chicken breasts. But I took the leftovers, I chopped it up, and I made a white bean chicken chili. Mm. And then... with I, the smoked chicken in it? With the smoked chicken in it, and I seasoned it up like uh, Mexican style. Okay. As you will, because chili. But, well, I don't know. Anyway, and then I put it over, like, I made up some rice. And then, so it was like a build in the bowl. And since my wife doesn't like corn, I cooked the corn separate. You're supposed to put corn in this chili, but. Oh, because it's she doesn't white. Like, she doesn't like corn. She yeah, white like bean. corn. Okay, onions I get, yeah, because ogres, right? Yeah, exactly, I like onions. So, but corn, but popcorn, but so you take a, a scoop of rice and you put it in the bottom of your bowl and you ladle over this chili over it and then you put some corn on there, a little hot sauce if you're into it. Where'd you find this recipe? I 
I, there was no recipe. You just made it up? I looked up white bean chili, and I was like, I don't have the ingredients for this. I'm just going to do my own thing. Was it? Did he use exclusively white beans, though? I did. Okay. At least he stayed traditional. Oh, no. The recipe said to use this, these beans and those beans. And I was like, well, I'm just going to use these beans. Mm, and it's like, like use my... this and this and that and this. And I was like, well, all right. I'm just going to use what I have. So there. I We get those cans of Rotel, which is like uh, tomatoes and green chilies. Okay. So I put some of that in there and then also some more just plain old green chilies. Hmm. A couple of cans of that. That gives it a little bit of, not too much. It's not very hot, but it definitely gives it that spicy flavor. Okay. But it isn't, not burning, but gives it that nice spicy flavor. Do you like a hot chili? I, or I know your family doesn't always, but. I do. But yeah. do you extra, do you kick your own hot sauce in there? Yeah, I put chili in my chili. I mean, I put, I put chili on a lot of things. To spice it up? Yeah, just to add that extra flavor. Cholula's your go-to, right? Cholula? It is spicy enough that it'll make everything tasty. I like the way it tastes. It doesn't have that weird vinegar flavor mm-hmm. that Tabasco has. Tabasco's like 90% vinegar. I'm sure. And then the other 10% is very hot things yeah. that aren't tasty. I don't like regular. Yeah. I and like Chipotle Tabasco. I'll just do it's the... that smoke without the terrible Tabasco taste. Yeah. Does the smoke really cover up that vinegar? Because I do not like vinegar. I can't I can't have regular Tabasco. I hate it. But Chipotle Tabasco. Mm-mm. Anyway, so that was pretty good. And I would say if you like gumbo, make a chili like that. Just a wet chili? It's wet. Yeah, so you don't, it's not thick like you would think of chili. Uh huh. So it's more of like a soup okay. consistency. But then when you pour it over that rice, that rice absorbs a little bit of it, but you want to kind of eat it before the rice gets all soggy. That's why you build it in the bowl. It was pretty good. Just use what you have. You know, I had chicken. You could use ground beef. You could use whatever. But that style where you pour chili over rice. It wasn't really chili. It was soup. Let's be honest. It was soup. Okay. But White it was, soup. It was pretty good. White, White chicken White soup. White bean and chicken. Chicken and rice. Chicken and wild rice soup is and what chilies you chilies and, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty tasty. And, you know, I think the flavor from the chicken, the smoked chicken came through in there too a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just a little. Just a little. A little bit. Uh, isn't there a way to add some smoke to a thing? Mm-hmm. You can buy it in a bottle. You can. Okay. You can buy the smoke. Juice, like juice, just concentrate. I guess I don't know. But I saw this. I was watching this cooking show where they had a smoker hooked up to like a uh, hooked up to like a a fish tank bubbler. Oh wow! So it bubbled out smoke. It came out of the tube, and they fed that tube into like a soup. And put a lid on, and it bubbled out and, like, aerated the soup from underneath. It was a real fancy way, and I don't think the guy won the cooking competition, but he was seemed to be clever. Why wouldn't you just smoke all the things that you put in the soup first? I don't know. Or smoke some water and use that to make the soup. Yeah, smoked water. Water well, absorbs well. smoky flavor. Of course it does. Yeah, okay. Actually, Here's what you do. Yeah, it you does. S- you start a f- campfire, 
in a giant cauldron. Okay? Hear me out. Then you get it really roaring. Then you dump like five gallons of water onto the fire and then collect the water. And then dump that water into another thing. And filter that out. Yeah, get all that charcoal out of there. Yeah. That'd be smoky. Okay, there you go. Like How it. to make smoke. We could sell this smoke water. Uh, after work, You pod. make a joke. You made a joke just now, but I bet if you like got a trigger <laughs> and you just started bottle in it. smoking water and then you could ship that out all over the world and sell it smoked water just have a tray with water that i smoke for an hour like a little uh french fry tray uh i guess okay we got to stop talking about this before somebody steals our idea jim don't even think about it jim also i did i used the regular grill the gas grill okay i did hamburgers but i made i believe they're called juicy lucy's or something like that it's Mm. like two hamburger patties smashed around cheese in the middle wait a minute did you try making a smash burger was it well is that what you call it because this is a juicy lucy but the the burger patties are squished like super flat when you make them yeah okay so you make real thin patties and then you put cheese on one and then you put the other one on there and you like squish up the edges so that cheese doesn't escape so you're not cooking them and then putting cheese in between. Oh. You're putting cheese in the middle and then cooking it. Okay. And then it's the reason they call it a Juicy Lucy or whatever it is, is because when you get bite into that middle section, there's all that cheese juice in there and the juice from the hamburger and whatever, and it's Ooh. super juicy in the middle. I it traps, probably traps a lot of the fat oil that would burn off. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, I think next time I try, I will use double the cheese. I used one big giant slice, and I had, you know, my burger wasn't that giant, so I had to, like, break it up. And so it was kind of like doubled up amount of cheese, but I think two giant slices inside that would make it better. More cheese better. I don't know why it's taken, like, 3,000 years for... Mankind to figure out you put a slice of cheese in between the hamburger meat while it cooks. Uh, what have we been doing, people? What have we been doing? I remember watching one of those food shows, and apparently there are two places in a city where this originated from that both say it originated from there, and they both say they have the best one. I'm like, mm, well, turns out you do. One of them is a Juicy I... Lucy, and the other one is a Lucy Juicy. Oh, Sounds similar to the Philly cheesesteak story I heard. Oh, maybe that was the story, and I'm just repurposing it for this. Okay. No, it's, <laughs> it's Permantis. It's the same as story. As the best uh, Juicy Lucy in Philadelphia. Maybe. Maybe. This was Chicago. Okay. Biggest uh, P- Chicago-style pizza, which is just a loaf of lasagna. Ooh. Well, Dan. Well? I uh, Friday last week... I was talking to my wife on the phone, and I said, what are we doing for Labor Day, three-day weekend? What's happening? She's like, oh, we're just staying at home. And I said, let's go to the yurt. I mean, we're staying at home. Why don't we go to nature? So then she said, yeah. Uh, Turns out we got it down so well, this whole packing to leave thing. 
a lot of the groceries and whatever is just my wife will just pack up, you know, the stuff that's in our fridge. Whatever's in the fridge. Whatever's yeah. in the fridge, like leftovers. We're eating like day-old pizza and like leftover pasta salad or something while camping. It's, yeah, it's just like, okay, we were going to eat food here. Now we're just going to pack stuff up and eat food two hours away from here. Uh, but it was a great, it was like perfect weather down in the woods. Like I didn't even need a blanket at nighttime. Nice. It was like the perfect temperature. Not to, I haven't had a fire yet since I loaded up that woodshed back in spring. Yeah. So it's still nice and full. Are you loud now? Oh, a fire in the fireplace in the building. Okay. I think that's fine, right? Uh, well, uh... I mean, it is a yurt. It's pretty much a fire in a tent. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a good <laughs> idea an anyway. open fire right in the middle. Like, plywood, flo- plywood subfloor. Got a yeah. couple rocks, river rocks I pulled over. Yeah. Right in the middle, and it just goes out the, you know, the dome. You ever have those river rocks explode? I was telling, uh, for those that don't know, listeners, all 5,000 of you, (laughs) (laughs) uh, if you take a river rock and put it in the fire, it might explode. If there's water in the middle, and it is trying to expand, and there isn't room... It may explode. It's possible. I've been told that by a lot of people. Yeah. And I got worried, but somehow, and I was like, okay, well, I won't do that because it seems like I don't want to explode. I don't want rocks shooting at me. Yeah. Rock shrapnel. That's uh, rock knoll. Uh, And I kept that information to myself. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do this. And then we were down at the river, and the kids were having fun making, like, we stopped on the way. There's this, like, uh, little rest area halfway there, Mm -hmm. and there's a river. Walk over to the river. The kids were making, like, damming up the river, like, having fun. And uh, my wife says, we should grab some of these rocks to to bring home for for foot warmers. Because one time I was there, I took some big rocks that I found at the beach and put them on top of the wood fireplace, like, yeah. so they got all warm, and then we put them by our feet mm-hmm. under the table. Mm-hmm. And she said, but those were from, like, not the river. But what, okay. Those rocks. But what happened to those rocks? Those rocks didn't explode, but they weren't river rocks. But what ha- oh, see, she said we needed to get some, but. What happened to well, those Those rocks? ones were a little bit too small. Oh, okay. Like, we were, like, if talking about it. got cold in the middle it, of the night? No, we were talking about it. Like, it wasn't full. We're, we're thinking we pick out some great rocks that are, like, at for each of us. Mm-hmm. Like, nice square or big ones. Yeah. Sit on the fire, bring over, put underneath the table while we're, whatever, doing something at the kitchen table down at the yurt, or the table. I guess there's no kitchen. Uh... But, man, those rocks hold the heat well. Anyways, I wasn't worried about those. And uh, so I say, she said, let's grab uh, some rocks from here to to warm up for our feet. And I said, well, uh, they might explode, I hear. She goes, what? They're not going to explode. No. And I, yep, I Googled it. 
and yes. Is it possible? Rocks. It says, I said river rocks in the fire, uh, and then it's like they might explode. And I was like, the internet proves me right. And now she's against it. She should've didn't never... know before. Now she's like, oh, well. You should have never told her. And then, well, I mean, it's take a chance. I imagine I was, I'm not putting them in the fire. If you're just warming it up. I'm warming them up. Whatever. To like 2,000 degrees. So they... Slowly. Slowly. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways, uh, if I die in a horrible rock explosion, Dan, I'm just because I didn't listen. I'm just going to say. You'll know what happened. Well, what's the difference between river rocks and rocks that have been sitting out in the rain for weeks and weeks in Oregon mm. that are already in a fire ring? Okay. So I'm saying. Submerged. Does it have to do with being submerged? Rocks are submerged for years. Okay, but hold on. Think about this. There's rocks at the bottom of the fire pit sometimes, and that thing will hold water, and there'll be a puddle. Mm. You ever seen a fire pit with a puddle at the bottom? Yeah, I have. I'm just saying, I don't think this is the catastrophe that it's been made out to be. Is this like along the lines of uh, like tetanus or uh, what's that thing that dogs get where they start foaming at the mouth? Rabies. Rabies. Trichinosis, maybe? Is this like rabies? Is this where everybody's scared of rabies, and then you look it up, and there was one case of rabies in humans in, like, a year? And then you're like, wait, why was I scared of rabies? There was only one case. And they're like, well, you should always be you know, I mean, didn't you cautious. get your rabies vaccine? You should always be cautious about those rabies. I think they make you get the rabies vaccine. Or... You bring in the head of the animal that that bit you, and they can check it to see if the animal had rabies. Okay. But it requires killing that animal to see. Because it has to be just the head. And it has to be a brutal, brutal death. Okay. For All the right. full truth of the test to come through. I see. Okay, so rock explosions don't next. happen as often as... Well, I don't know. I'm thinking next time we're out in the woods... And we have a fire. Just go find a river rock and just see, you know, build a fire and then stay back from it and just see. Experiment, you know? Do a little scientific experiment. Scientific experiment. And then it's like, bang. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey. Wow, Google was right. <laughs> Turns out. Well, I'd like to know. Well, okay. I mean, I believe it. I'll I see. just want to see if I can make it happen. I'll see what I can do. Right. But it was a, yeah, it was a wonderful time. And uh, came back Sunday. Got to hang out with my dad quite a bit down there. Um, yeah, fun times. Lots of stuff happening down there. And uh, it's all that woodshed. It's all ready for winter. So we're going to be doing some winter cold trips down there. Okay. But now it's time for a little thing we like to call Around 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 What's happening? I did not do much around the house. Uh, not anything? Let not any anything? Let me think. Nope, not anything. Your boy's first day of school today. Oh, you yeah. Could, like build mm-hmm. him some sort of lunchbox out of plywood, three-quarter ply. Oh, man, that would have been amazing. 
Hey, Dylan, you know how you wanted a new backpack? I made you one. It's really heavy, but nobody else has a backpack as as made of plywood as this. Well, how cool would that be? (laughs) A wooden backpack? But that you epoxy. The outside? And it's got like a flap. Like, you know those old-timey ones that are like a picnic backpack and it's got a little flap Mm -hmm. on the top, but it's woven? And it's got some straps. Yeah, yeah. leather straps. Leather straps from some old belts you had laying around. Yeah, I probably got some old belts. I mean, it wouldn't really be that hard to make a picnic basket. I don't have any epoxy, and that's the expensive part. I think epoxy uh, has come down. Mm. We're still living on 20-year-old epoxy prices. Okay, I believe you. What did you do around the house? Well, Dan, I was having a what was looking to be a terrible... I got back from the coast, and I was cutting out some stuff with my bandsaw, and I got to the point where I needed the scroll saw because I was doing some inner cuts. Okay. And uh, still getting used to that scroll saw. It uh, It's got this little... For people that aren't aware, it's got this little five-inch blade that goes up and down, and you can you can uh, unscrew the top part where it attaches. I'm doing the hand gestures so I can talk about it while looking at my hands, and then the top part of the blade can slide off. And if you drill a hole, you can slide that blade through the hole, reattach it. And you can do some cuts without having to start from the outside. So, yeah, I had to do that quite a bit. There was like eight of those things. And to do that, you loosen up this little knob to loosen up the blade. And uh, I turn on the thing, and it makes a terrible, terrible sound. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Oh, that doesn't sound normal. And the blade stopped moving. And turns out I forgot to, I loosened up the blade, but I did not tighten it back up. And it just banged around on the inside, the arm, blah, 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 something broke loose. So I then took apart the scroll saw, just started, I could have looked online. I did look online. I looked on uh, YouTube and the video was like really long and wasn't what I needed. And I was like, how hard could it be? I'm just going to start unscrewing things. It was like eight screws on one side, a couple other bolts. And I, so I just started taking things apart randomly. Okay. And I got it open and I looked and there was this thing that was obviously broken. And not broken, but bent. And then this other thing that clipped into it was way out of whack. So I bent that thing back into place, got it, got it aligned, got mm-hmm. it, put it all back together. Works like a charm. Boom. And now I know exactly how that scroll saw works. I've seen it's not, there's not very many pieces in there. It's not a complicated machine. It, there's pretty much like one, one brand, not one brand. There's one style and everybody just copies it. Yeah. And it's like whatever, a $80 tool or something i forgot what i hundred bucks paid eighty dollars hundred bucks for it maybe and uh new at home depot the ryobi ryobi brand oh i got that uh crafts maybe oh fancy might be uh we've got that back together and then i'm just get that back together i walk upstairs my kids getting ready to take a bath because we're down at the 
the coast and bath water's getting pretty high and i say hey uh i think that's high enough and he goes to turn off the thing turns the knob on the water <laughs> and the water doesn't turn off crank. <laughs> uh i noticed it was acting funny like it was really hard to turn randomly like the other day when i was taking a shower and the water's just on and running and there's no way to turn it off yeah so i had to quickly fix figure out how to turn off the water but then i realized i just pull the drain just pull plug the plug and, and it's fine just let water run down yeah at first i was like oh, oh no, no it's gonna overflow my whole house <clears throat> there's nothing i can do about it's it the tub's time spilled. <laughs> and uh so uh turns out i remodeled that bathroom 10 years ago well that's all you get and the cartridge inside of the handle had broke. Cartridge? So so the, the handle that you turn, whatever, to turn on the water, mm-hmm. that comes off. Behind that, there's a whatever shroud or something. Mm-hmm. And then there's this like cotter pin type thing. And the whole cartridge comes out. It's whatever, four four inches long. And when you turn it, it turns like the water flow, whatever, hot and cold. Mm-hmm. So that play, that thing can be replaced. And okay. 40 bucks, quick, tri- tri- quick trip to Home Depot, 40 bucks, and fixed in whatever, as long as it took to go to Home Depot and back. Nice. I felt really bad that two things broke and was worried there'd be a third. But happy that I was able to easily fix them. It you always feel good when you get it fixed, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And both of these things were like, I mean, easy. Yeah. Turns out, I'm a champion, Dan. Turns out, turns out, not much scares me when it comes to fixing things, unless it's like a car that's newer than two. 2000 or no newer than 1995 if it's newer than 1995 i'm like ah dang it so i like that truck boo uh yeah man that was it that was my successful successful around the house nice i have an answer saved one for next week because i'm not gonna have one next week i have an answer to our previous question oh dang it we didn't okay uh i have an answer to our previous question um epoxy resin Let's see, two part, two part epoxy, sixteen ounces, eight plus eight, eighteen dollars. Eighteen dollars. That's I feel like eight. That's that's sixteen ounces. Now two, one gallon ones was one hundred and five. Okay, but I think I feel like that much when I was in the game for looking at how much epoxy was. This is less than a twenty ounce Coke. I mean, this is not a lot. Well, it's enough to do something sure it's enough to how many layers it's enough to get a something okay how many layers can i get on that backpack oh a lot come on come on okay come on okay that would do yeah all right okay 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 uh but i don't think you need epoxy i think you need something like lacquer like some sort of shellac bar top shellac but you could take a whole bunch of pennies and lay that on the plywood 
then uh, <laughs> epoxy that on so it looks like a penny backpack uh-huh. and do that on all all the sides. That would be cool. And it would be, and then someone would like Try rob them, them and be, and then like crack it open because it's like two dollars worth of pennies on that baby. Okay, and what if I do on the sides? I do the pennies the other direction so it looks like it's just thick pennies the whole way. Oh, so so the front is just like the top of the penny. Okay, right? but the back is the back of the penny. Uh huh. But the sides are pennies, the sides of the pennies. Okay. So it just looks like it's just solid pennies. That's and the top is just rolls of pennies. Just, okay. All I've right. been collecting pennies, so I think I could do this. I, uh, I think it's from talking with you. I've been seeing a lot more coin collectors on, uh, on TikTok. Okay. Right. I'll talk, we'll talk about this later. Your maybe your coin collection, but uh, damn, I know we usually do this at the beginning of the show. We messed it up, and also we got emails. Do we have an email? Of if you'd like to email the podcast, uh, afterworkpod at gmail dot com. Afterworkpod at gmail dot com with whatever you'd like. I'm sorry we didn't get this in the beginning of the show, listeners. Okay, I got I got a couple. We'll start mm. with the shorter one. I don't, actually don't know. I'm just going to read them in the order, the the opposite order that they came in. Uh, <clears throat> this is from Jennifer. Hi, Mom. Andre the Giant was a French wrestler. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Frenchy. Yeah. Okay. That's why he was running away a lot. Is that what happened? Sorry. I'm sorry, French people. Uh, U.S. postage stamps are currently 55 cents. 55 cents? That's why nobody uses the mail. And the beefsteak tomato that Rebecca gave us was delicious. Wow. Sandwiches. Wow. Bye-bye. Those were all of our questions we asked on last week's episode. Zing, zing, zing. Man, what more can you ask for? Ask and you shall receive. Okay. Oh, this one's longer. Okay. Um, This is from Andy. Gentlemen. Hey, Andy. Hey, Andy. Both. Uh, I hope you... Oh, sorry. I didn't pre-read this. I usually pre-read them when they're long because I uh, don't want to stumble over the words. Yeah, anyway. I hate reading. I hope you both had a great Labor Day weekend. I have to tell myself that it's Tuesday because it feels like Monday. I was feeling the same way. I Andy. was there with you. Um, I'll be confused all week. I'm still confused. Yeah. Was right, it Thursday? Yeah. I don't even know. But yeah. The upside is... I'll have a pleasant surprise on Thursday. I mean, Friday. Uh-huh. Uh, the girls go back to school tomorrow. Eighth grade, ninth, eighth grade, ninth grade. And my wife is a high school teacher. I was like, wait, what's going on here? Okay. Eighth grade, ninth grade. And his wife is a high school teacher. So everybody's back in school, which means one of my new after work activities is making lunches. Okay. Mostly... They want either turkey or peanut butter sandwiches cut into a heart. Aww. I started cutting the girls' sandwiches into fun cookie cutter shapes when they were in elementary school. I thought it was a fun way to show that I love them. Aww. Andy, you're the greatest man. (laughs) Then one day while I was making sandwiches, my wife said, you know why they want you to cut those into hearts? Because it's cute uh, and they like hearts, I replied. <laughs> she said, uh, she she looked at me 
like I was the dumbest person on earth. You're cutting the crust off, she said, extra cynically. Oh, man. My world was shattered that day. <laughs> but I still use the heart cookie cutter, and I have a pumpkin oh. for Halloween. Oh. Andy. Thanks, Andy. Really appreciate when our listeners really engage with us. That was great, Andy. Uh, I got one beef with using a cookie cutter. Let's see how you feel about this. It cuts away I'm, more than just the crust. I'm You're with cutting you. away half of the sandwich. I mean, unless you get the cookie cutter that's like the perfect shape for the bread. No, you got to get the bread that's the perfect shape for the cookie cutter. Okay. You just bake your own loaves and us pretty close to the... Okay. Um. Yeah. No, I had the I, same complaint in my head with you. I, I, I've done this for my kid. I made the sandwich... And then I like gave it to him and I was like, this a half the sandwich is hitting. I mean, I got to eat, but it was like the, yeah, the worst part, the crusty part, <laughs> not the heart, you know, okay. all the, all the peanut butter and jelly is usually in the middle. Next so time you get do that, this. I'm getting all the weird sloppy ends, the crust and less jelly. Cause you got to make sure the jelly stays in the middle. Okay. Let me just, let me just say this next time you try this. Mm-hmm. With a peanut butter and jelly. You probably do it with turkey as well. You take that cr the crusty part that you cut off, you heat up your skillet, and you butter that bad boy. And you mm. just just fry it up, butter both sides, fry both sides up, and then you got yourself a nice... After you get the cookie cutter? You cut their part out and you give that to them. Okay, You're frying this up just for you. Okay, hold on. Hold, so, hold your horses, no. dude. <laughs> I got... I got I, I'm... I'm yes and in this. Okay. Well, I was going to get Unless you're going exactly where I'm going. Because us guys that like to eat. I was going to say honey, but you go I, ahead. I was going to say turn that into an egg in a basket. Once oh. you Once you've fried that turkey cheese sandwich with the heart cut out of the middle, you crack an egg into the middle of it. That's a big cookie cutter. I'm going to say two eggs. Two eggs. Two eggs, one basket. So you've taken away the heart of the sandwich and, <laughs> and replaced, replaced it, it with two eggs. With two chicken embryos. Yes. Got to get turkey eggs if you're Ooh. going turkey sandwich. So turkey you're not... eggs look weird. Have you ever seen a turkey egg? No. They're What's more they round. You know this weird giblet thing coming off the yeah. front of it? Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Someday I'm going to buy an ostrich egg. And I'm going to turn that ostrich egg into a deviled egg. One giant deviled egg. Uh, you, okay. Do you want to be a part of this? Because it takes a team to eat something. It's like a ostrich egg. Don't quote me on this. But I think it's 24 regular eggs. I was under the impression it was the equivalent of one dozen. Mm. But, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there are different sizes. Jennifer, if you know how many... Eggs fit into cool. one ostrich egg. Email the show afterworkpod at gmail dot com. And uh, but Dan, it was nice, nice seeing you again. And uh, and now he's looking at his phone. He really wants to know. I just gave your mom homework. She's just sitting at home. Nothing she hates homework. She loves it. She loves engaging with this podcast. Okay, he's still looking. <laughs> You are exactly correct. 24. 24 on the dot. It's it's exactly 24. Mm. First of all, all chicken eggs are the same, so 24 of them is always the same amount. Okay. 
and ostrich eggs are also always the same. So it's always the same amount. All right, uh, Jennifer, now I need that converted into bluebird eggs. How many bluebird eggs to one ostrich egg? We'll take that We'll take that uh, answer next week via email, afterworkpod at gmail.com. I heard quail are three to one to chicken, so that's like 70, three, two, 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 four times 72, three. 72. Okay, and uh, and how many bluebirds? To, okay, we could do uh, some two to one. Math. I think bluebirds are smaller than smaller than quail. Okay, two to one. Well, it's, uh, it's fifty minus eight. So, so, let's get out of here before he does more math. <laughs> I think it's about one hundred and forty-two bluebird eggs. <laughs> Good math. To uh, one ostrich egg. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see y'all next week. After time. <laughs> <laughs>